Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I'm joined uh, by the Minister for Foreign Affairs, Simon Coveney. Minister, good morning to you. Minister, uh, uh, good morning, PJ. Uh, good to be on this morning. We're, we're, we're two weeks into this war now, Minister, and it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. If anything, it's one of those things that could get worse before it gets better. And while our, our hearts are with the people of Ukraine and what they're going through, and we'll do everything we can for them, it is having a devastating effect already on our economy, and that effect is only going to get worse. I'll start with fuel prices, because the excise cut in the last couple of days, unfortunately, seems to have done little or nothing worth talking about. Well, first of all, I, I, and of course I'll respond to, to fuel prices, but can I just say um, what we're seeing now is uh, the first large-scale war on the continent of Europe since the Second World War. Uh, and I think that that has to be the context for every discussion uh, in terms of how it's impacting on us. Uh, we've already seen about two and a half million people flee Ukraine uh, across the borders into the European Union. A million of those people have come into, more than that actually now, into Poland. Um, so, you know, these are uh, extraordinary numbers mm. uh, driven by, by fear, by misery, by violence, by an illegal war. Uh, that uh, that Russia is is forcing on the continent of Europe mm. uh, by by brutalizing its neighbor um, and by unfortunately um, you know and I think the evidence is is, is compelling on this by uh, committing war crimes almost on a daily basis, mm. including in the last few days uh, directly bombing uh, a, a maternity and children's hospital uh, and so you know I, I I'm happy to address the fuel price thing and many families in Cork are under pressure as a result yep. of that. But I think we do have to remember what's driving this. Um, Minister, we I think we do. In fairness, we do all. We do all get that. And I think the massive humanitarian response, the truck loads, the van loads, the bus loads of stuff being filled, the tens of thousands of euro being raised in aid appeals. I think that shows yeah. that the Irish yeah. people absolutely yeah. do care. But here at yeah. home, and, we still have kids that, to clothe and feed. The, we the still thousand- have jobs to go to. Yes, and uh, some of those clothes uh, are some of those kids to to clothe and feed will be will be Ukrainians coming to sure. Ireland. Thousands of sure. them, uh, and uh, and I hope that well, I know that Cork families uh, will be as generous as uh, absolutely. As We've spoken; right they country. already are. People are already yeah, giving yeah. up everything that they have yeah. to to help. Yeah. Can we come to the fuel prices? So, so 
Absolutely, absolutely, we can. But I, I'm the Minister for Foreign Affairs, so I have to, I have to obviously uh, put a context uh, around. What and I'm I will come back to that. I promise you. I promise you. We, we, um, we, you know, but on the fuel prices, on the fuel prices, like you know, let me just say, you know, what what the government did this week was was never going to um, uh, make everything okay uh, and get prices back to where people um, think they should be. Um, but I think it is true to say that. Um, while prices have have increased, uh, and many people would question uh, whether every garage um, um, uh, has been as responsible as they should be, um, but um, the what we did this week as a government was what we were able to do legally in terms of the EU Energy Tax Directive. So we we reduced excise by as much as we could within the rules. What the Taoiseach has been doing over the last 24 hours is speaking to EU leaders about whether or not those rules can can allow us to be more flexible and to do more. Mm -hmm. We've also seen in the last two days um, the wholesale price uh, of, of fuel come down. And so we should be seeing reductions over the next day or two at the pump in terms of price. There is no reason why that shouldn't happen. That is a very good thing. But why did it happen, and did anyone know why it happened, that the minute we heard it coming out of government, and it was welcome, absolutely welcome, that if you take petrol, we were going to get a 20-cent cut in excise. That was very, very welcome. But why did it, it, why was it allowed that nearly every second fuel station put its petrol up by 20 cent in anticipation of that well i mean that's something that we've um well, many people have called for the uh, competition and consumer protection authority to look into um and i think they should do that rigorously because if it is the case um that any petrol stations were effectively price gouging on the back of the misery of war which is what's driving up prices certainly in the last 10 days uh that is totally unacceptable now i think we have to be fair as well. You've got to do uh, something about it. It's un- unacceptable is one yes. thing, but doing something about it is another. Yeah, but the government doesn't control prices at the pump. The government has agencies to investigate whether or not... But you have the power to do that under the Consumer Act. You could, you, you, could, you could forbid well, uh, them to do it. Yeah, yeah uh, well, uh, and they are forbidden from doing it. Uh, and that's why the, the Competition and Consumer Protection Authority needs to, uh, needs to look at that in detail. Um, because... Um, you know, as I say, if it's the case um, that prices were deliberately put up in anticipation of an excise cut, that's not acceptable. Um, but I, I can't say definitively on the radio that that happened. Well, I'm but sorry, Minister, say. now, to be fair, a, a simple drive around the other couple of, a couple of mornings ago and the, yeah. the people that contacted this program. And there is a, you, you'll be aware, well aware of the Consumer Protection Act of 2007. That, that, that could have been forbidden. And that could be, and, and prices could be locked. Why wasn't that done? Well, prices can't be locked. Actually, um, my understanding is that under competition law, we can't set fuel prices um, um, across Ireland. Because what about the Consumer Protection Act of two thousand and seven, which allows you to intervene market. at a time of economic well, emergency, like a war? Y- yeah. Yes. What we but but what we need to make sure isn't happening uh, is that anybody is taking advantage of war and misery in order to try to increase their margins on selling fuel. What, what, uh, what, other, what other explanation could there be other than putting up the price at the pumps by 20 cents in anticipation of an excise cut of 20 cents? What else could be going yes, on? Yes, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not an apologist for, uh, for the fuel industry, right? And I'm saying if that happened, it needs to be exposed. Oh, it did. Oh, it did happen. Um, the photographs are there. 
people took photo, photographs <laughs> of the price yeah. of, of the price yeah. boards. I know, but I, but I'm sure the garages will say that they they purchased uh, they purchased fuel at higher wholesale prices and so on. I'm not I'm not taking sides one way or the other on that. What I am saying is, if it happened, it needs to be exposed, right. um, and uh, and there needs to be consequences for it. Because my job is to protect the public and consumers yeah. from price gouging if that's happening. With regard and to the wholesale prices coming down. This. Which the is the competition authority. With regard to the wholesale prices coming down, and you're right, and it's very welcome to see it happen because it was, well, how quickly will that, like we know that if the price goes up in a budget, say, it gets applied straight away. But if the wholesale Correct. price comes down, that's, it's, it's going to be six weeks because the... Uh, no, it, no, it isn't going to be six weeks. I mean, I, I heard a spokesperson for the, uh, for the fuel industry this morning talking about the expectation that fuel prices will come down in the next 48 hours. So let's wait and see. But I mean, it isn't, it isn't an acceptable uh, approach that, that when, when wholesale prices go up, uh, we see price increases happening almost immediately. But when whole, wholesale prices go down, that takes a week to feed into the system. Like that isn't, um, I mean, obviously people purchase and different companies pre-purchase different amounts of fuel and so on. But if, if there are reductions in wholesale prices, we should be seeing the benefit of that as quickly if they're going down as if, the, and, uh, as if they're going up when we see negative. And I'm sure prices. government will use whatever powers it had to make sure that we do. Let, let's hope that we do see that reduction. Well, I think there'll be, I mean, like, I think there, there is a massive focus now on, on the price of, of petrol and diesel. Uh, it's a hugely political issue. And home heating uh, think, oil, hopefully. Uh, companies... I think companies will be under intense scrutiny, and so they should be at a time when um, when price inflation is as high as it is at the moment. Are, um, are, are look, we looking at we doing are, deals with our suppliers? Like, you know, could could we talk to people like Shell and do deals with suppliers? We are good customers. When you say we, are you talking about the country as a whole? Is government encouraging the industry companies. here to do deals with suppliers? Well, I mean, look, we're encouraging the industry to get prices down. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, private companies will will do their own purchasing. They won't look to government for permission on that. No. What we will do is we have about nine months of uh, uh, of of excess supply because there are potentially because of this war going to be shortages of gas, uh, potentially petrol and diesel. Should 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 sanctions continue to intensify against Russia, uh, um, and if uh, if um, uh, if gas or coal or or um, or oil uh, were to be cut off in terms of trade from Russia uh, because of uh, because of sanctions, we undoubtedly need to plan for that, and we are in terms of security of supply. Uh, but mm. that's essentially what's driving the wholesale price over the last number of well, days: we'll, we'll, fears we'll, around sanctions uh, and fears around shortage of supply. Because about forty percent of uh, of the EU supply of of gas and oil comes comes from Russia. Mm. So we do we certainly do need 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 contingency, and it would be interesting to see if those wholesale prices are reflected at the pumps. And our listeners will tell us, Minister. There's a great way to survey, well, I mean, and the listeners no will better, tell us, and they'll take pictures of the price boards, so we'll know. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, and there's no better way of knowing than than on your show, PJ, because people will, of course, ring in from different parts of Cork. 
Uh, mm. to uh, to compare prices and mm. that's how competition should work can i talk no, to you a little no bit no garage should be overcharging at the moment can i talk to you a little bit about flour and bread i heard and we know that ukraine is described as the, the bread basket of europe and god help them they, they have better things to be doing at the moment than planting than planting wheat because they tried to defend their country but i heard someone predicting uh, in the last 24 to 48 hours prices are going up already we are still using last year's flour they haven't even begun to plant this year's flower and if they don't we're in serious trouble and we could be looking at three quid for a loaf of bread well i mean just to be clear ukraine have already announced that they won't be exporting any wheat this year yeah so so they're not even planting it they don't export yes well, well, no, they will be trying to plant it, um, but it'll be for um, primarily for domestic use because of the pressures they're under. But the the uh, um, but in a normal year, twenty five percent of the world's wheat comes from um, Ukraine, Belarus, and Russia yeah. combined. But yeah. but Ukraine is is a huge part of that. So we can expect to see uh, significant increases in the price of grain. Um, and that is why uh, Minister Charlie McConlogue is now speaking to farming organisations about uh, getting farmers uh, to plant an awful lot more grain than they would normally Have plant. Have we mills and, to turn over flour if we did that? And, Have yeah, we, could we, yeah, could yeah, we yeah, mill the flour? If, uh, could we mill our own flour? Well, Are we working mills in place? Yeah, to be honest, the, you know, the bigger pressure point for us, because we, yeah, we import quite a lot of flour, but the bigger pressure point for us will actually be feed. Uh, feed barley and feed grain, uh, because uh, we 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 import uh, more than forty percent of our of our feed needs for animals in our farms, um, whether that's pigs and poultry um, or whether it's cattle, um, uh, and and so that is that is a big pressure point, which is why there is an active conversation now happening between the government and farmers, and, and we need to get on with it quickly mm. because the planting season is is only weeks away. Um, to try to get farmers to grow mm-hmm. spring crops this year uh, to significantly increase the the amount of grain that we're producing. That's not just wheat. Sure, that's also that's also barley for and, the, uh, and, and that's and that's well. whatever contingent. But for the householder who is dependent on a couple of slice pans a week to feed a few hungry yeah. children, and you know yourself, Simon, you're a father of children. They can put away a slice pan in before you're looking at it, and and if I, the price I, of that I slice do. pan goes, yes. yeah. if that slice pan goes up to three quid, which people are afraid of, that's going to leave hungry children. It is, you know, and it's the combination of home heating oil, bread, uh, petrol, and diesel. Um, uh, and also, you know, uh, you know, if you're involved in any other works, you know, the 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 price of steel is up, the price of timber is up. Um, you know, w- we are currently seeing about six percent inflation at the moment, which is something we haven't seen for mm. more. What we'd also decade. like to see is what's been uh, done about it. Yeah, and so you know, I've just talked to you about what what we're trying to do about it in relation to grain. Uh, um, we've taken decisions, um, uh, you know, in relation to petrol and diesel, and we may well look to do more. Um, we also announced a um, you know a two hundred euro uh, tax credit for every household in the country in terms of their um, their um, their heating bills, as, as well as targeted supports uh, for for people on on very low incomes. So I mean, if you look at the combination mm. of what the government's been Think trying to do, about it is six, the, four or five weeks ago that uh, didn't quite go far enough. It's, it yeah, goes even yeah, less. No, that's now. true. That's true, but you asked me the question. So, you know, in last year's budget, when we anticipated that there would be an increase in inflation, but certainly didn't expect it to be as high as it is, 
we put a billion euro package in place in terms of tax reductions and welfare supports. Um, a, a number of weeks ago, when energy costs were, were spiraling and putting households under huge pressure, we put a, uh, a, a half a billion euro package in place. And in the last few days, a 350 million euro package in terms of petrol and diesel and the Taoiseach is saying that we obviously are going to look at seeing mm -hmm. if we can do more within the rules. Sure. So I'm not saying that this solves the problem for people. I'm just saying the government is very aware of it and, and it is trying to, uh, uh, you know, to, to reduce uh, the, the pressure on households by, you know, yeah. I mean, can you ever remember a time? when the government intervened to reduce the price of petrol and diesel, when the government gave a, a 200 euro um, credit to every house in the country in terms of their heating bills. Well, you know, to be, fair, to be fair, Minister, protecting uh, its people is the job of a government, yeah. you know. And, and it's nice to see it yeah. being done. But in terms of, and I'm thinking of my listeners who are on fixed incomes, who are on welfare, who are on low wages... Yeah. They're, they're dreading what's happening. And they feel, we talked about the victims of war and they're our top priority here, particularly the women and the children. We talked about that. But right here, there will be victims of the war. I mean, ask Katrina Toomey. I'm sure you have great time for Katrina. You know her very well. Yeah. Ask Katrina Toomey the effect of the prices going up and up and up and up. What? Yeah, and we will respond to that as best we can. Um, with um, you know, And that's why... There were social welfare increases. There were fuel allowance increases. There was a living alone allowance increase. Uh, there was a there was there was a tax package which was targeting low to middle income earners. Um, you know, parental benefit has been extended yeah. and increased too. So I'm not saying that that's enough. What I am saying is the government is more than aware of the pressures that people are under and is responding to that and will continue to respond to that as we move through the year. Why are we um, so but, beholden but to rules in the my EU? job? Why, can, why are we so Obviously. beholden to rules? Why have we got to get permission from the EU to scratch our backside? Why can't we just do it? Well, you know yourself, you know, it's easier to get forgiveness than permission. Why don't we just do what other countries have done and cut that and cut taxes and say to the EU, can we sort this out this later? There's a war on. Yeah, well, that is that is the kind of conversation that's taking place between EU leaders at the moment to look at actually uh, ensuring that we can do um, what we normally wouldn't be doing within the rules to show a lot more flexibility mm. in relation to VAT. Because, because if we were to cut VAT, yeah. if we were to cut VAT now, uh, and um, uh, uh, we have a, a lower VAT rate actually on fuel than most countries in the European Union, and the danger is when we kept, went back to normal, we would be asked to reintroduce at a higher VAT rate, which is exactly what we want to avoid in the future. So we are looking for more flexibility. Mm. I think we'll get more flexibility. We were, to no, no, we were, to we're, we're able to cut that when the restaurants were in trouble. We were able to cut that overnight when we had a pandemic. And yeah. one thing we learned about during the early days of the pandemic, Minister, and you and I spoke at the time about that too, was there is no such thing as can't when you, when you want to do something, when you need to do something. There's no such thing as can't. The pandemic but, proved that. Uh, PJ, with respect, when we reduced tax for the hospitality sector, we did that within the rules. So, um, um, and w within the uh, the tax directives that are there. So, look, you know, like I don't want to pretend that we have to operate all of the time within a straitjacket. Obviously, if there's an emergency response needed, the government can look at that. But I'm just saying, the instance that you're talking about, we did we reduced that within the rules. Countries are only allowed to have a certain number of of VAT rates. Uh, and we, we use that facility. What, what Michal Martin is currently talking about 
with other EU leaders is how the EU collectively responds to a war on the continent of Europe, where thousands of people are being killed, where millions of people are on the move out of Ukraine. Uh, mm. And we have to try to cope with that sure. in terms of inflation. And just, just like uh, uh, the EU is showing remarkable resolve and, uh, and unity in terms of how we're responding to that humanitarian challenge, we will also respond together in terms of ensuring that countries have the flexibility to be able to look after their own populations. And I'm very confident Well, I that. think people will place trust in that, and I hope that that trust will be returned. One thing we're very worried about also is cyber attacks. You, I think, were Minister for Defence during the major cyber attack a couple of years ago, weren't you? I think you well, are. I am Minister for Defence yes, right now. Yes, but you were then yeah. as well. You were yeah. then as well. We're very worried that Putin might start... Uh, engineering cyber attacks targeting computer networks. How how sure are we that we couldn't have another collapse of the HSE, for example? Well, I mean, we're not sure at all that there's not going to be attempts. In fact, we know there probably will be attempts uh, at um, you know um, at attacking systems here in Ireland, both in the private sector and the public sector. We know it's taken place already, uh, right in the middle of our pandemic. Uh, there was a cyber attack on our on our health system, uh, which put people's lives at risk, made hospitals almost impossible to manage. We had to go back to a paper-based system. Um, and it cost the country about 120 million euros to resolve. And and we still have the hangover from that in terms mm. of management systems. That's in, the worrying part. They could hospitals. get in again and do so, more harm. So, yeah. So, 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 I mean, when people talk about Irish neutrality, as if that means that nobody would touch us or there's no threat to Ireland... Uh, and so on. Like, that is very naive thinking. Like, Ireland is a target, just like many other European countries are, for for non-state actors and also potentially state actors in terms of cyber attacks. We need to be aware of that. We are. And we're investing heavily in terms of our capacity to respond to that. But there's no country in the world, by the way, that is completely cyber-proofed. Mm. Like, even the US, with all the oh, money No, that no we, get, we understand that. A, we're you know, we're, we're kind of looking after their, our own house. Their energy system shut down because, mm. of, yeah, uh, because of a cyber attack. So look, we know this is a danger. We know, we know that in the last two weeks, uh, PJ, um, cyber attacks across the EU are up about 25%. Yeah. Uh, and so what I would say to all of your listeners who are running businesses, uh, make sure that, that, that you have your house in order or as, as well as it can be yeah. in terms yeah. of of having uh, protections on your systems. And I can assure you the state is doing the same at the moment. Okay, two last very brief ones, and I know you're under pressure for time, and I appreciate how much time you've given us this morning, Minister. First of all, carers, can they get fuel allowance? And if not, why not? When when could fuel allowance would really help carers? Well, look, I mean, I I don't know the straight answer uh, Mm -hmm. uh, to that question, Um, PJ. Obviously, carers do an amazing job, uh, and we need to do everything we can to support them. Well, giving them the fuel Um, allowance would uh, be a massive help. Yeah, well, look, I mean, that's that's something that, look, the government has to look at in, in terms of a broader package okay. around how we help society. Well, you, I, when, I know, uh, I know, we can uh, trust you to take that on. back to but the I table. Take the point. And lastly, yeah, um, Brian was on asking about the Barry Row oil field. Minister Eamon Ryan's been really slow signing off on, on that on that lease. What's what's your own position on, on Barry Row given the fuel crisis? Well, look, I mean, we have, I mean, we've made a decision as a government, not to give any more new licenses in terms of oil and gas exploration. But that doesn't mean that the existing fields can't be developed. Yes. And they can be. Um, um, but, uh, you know, there's been, there's been a lot of talk about um, oil and gas fines off the coast of Ireland um, uh, that haven't materialised. Obviously, we have 
Um, uh, uh, we have carb gas, which, mm. which makes up about, I think it's about a third of our gas, um, you know, into the system now, which is, which mm-hmm. is absolutely welcome. But we know that Barry Row would be a good, but healthy supply and we just need the paperwork signed. Well, I, I mean, I'm not sure that, that the paperwork is the problem here. Certainly the state isn't, uh, shouldn't be uh, the problem here. Um, mm. uh, um, what we've agreed in the programme for government is, is no new uh, new drilling for oil and gas. That doesn't mean, though, that existing mm. uh, licenses won't be honoured. Yeah, uh, but and so if it's commercial to do this, um, then then the state should be supporting mm. um, uh, uh, supporting the development. Yeah, of that field. because I mean, Barry, if, if we could get our hands on a good stock, it might help us in in the months ahead. Minister Colby, thank you very much uh, yeah, for being no, but, with us. But yes. Peter, it does. It does. I mean, you know, we're not going to get oil out of Barry Row in the next couple of months. Oh no, 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 so no that. I know that. that. I, know, I know that. But, the, the, but knowing um, that, I but know. it's like it takes time to develop these. Of course things, it does. Of course it does. That, that would be not, yeah, of course that they're not. We're not going to start dragging it on, on on shore tomorrow. I I know that. But yeah. it, it would. I suppose the optics of yeah. how it I would mean, look. the best way. The best way, the best way for us to uh, to drive down the pressures that are coming from a war in Ukraine is to end that war in Ukraine. Yeah, and I can tell you, and I trust Ireland that you and your European colleagues are doing everything in your in your power to Ireland do that, and at the Security Council as well, can, uh, yeah. to find a way of bringing that about. All Absolutely. right. Well, look, we've got a kind of an, a balanced amount of support and criticism for you coming in which uh, any major interview from a politician to get a balance is a, is a good thing um, but the big message coming yeah. through to, to us minister is please convey to Minister Coveney that those of us who need help need it now, not in a couple of months not, not even in a couple of weeks yeah. we need it now and, yeah. and, and, and if you take that message away we need the help and yeah. we need it now Yeah, and I, and I hear that and I know a lot of families uh, are under real pressure at the moment in terms of heating their homes, feeding their children, putting petrol in the car. Um, you know, this is this is a really difficult time for an awful lot of people, um, and uh, and it's an it's it's an absolutely tragic time for for Ukraine. Mm. But look, of and course, as, and as you can see, look, and we have our, our own appeal here first. for the Red Cross. Yeah. We have our own appeal yeah. ourselves and our our colleague yeah. radio stations and yeah. the wireless group. And it's, and it's quite our listeners have raised over fifty thousand euros, so the consciousness yeah. is there. Yeah. Do you know? And that red and that Red Cross appeal has already resulted in about twelve and a half thousand people offering um, accommodation, Which mostly in their own homes. Um, uh, and it's raised over fourteen million euros through that Red Cross appeal yeah. so far. So Irish people, even even given the pressures they're Absolutely. under in their own homes today, are remarkably generous. And that makes me, as a foreign minister, I can tell you very proud when I'm talking about. I was that just abroad. going to say that as as citizens, I think to end on a positive note, Simon. I think as citizens, we should be very proud of how we are dealing with the problems at the moment. Thank you for being with us, Minister Simon Coveney, Minister for Foreign Affairs. Courts 96 FM.